0: Thank you, thank you. Thank you. You may be seated. thank you uh, who 's been here since we started on Friday night and Saturday okay good we 've got some regulars here that 's good. thank you and thank bless all the others that have come today. We really are honored to stand before you to declare god 's truth and uh, We really believe that God will bless you mightily in many ways today with what we got lined up. But I always like to start off with something funny It just relaxes you, gets the endorphins going, endorphins prime you for learning, because today you're going to be learning something. And uh, in Texas, you have this expression, y'all. Do they have y'alls up here? Okay, so, well... All of you look very beautiful. Now, I know you hear that all the time. Every pastor I hear says you look so beautiful and you get excited. But I want to tell you from a different perspective that this guy just up the road from you, another pastor up the road from you, Pastor Rob, he sent his wife to a conference in New York and she came back with a $1,000 dress from uh, Macy's. And he only had a little church. He says, What on earth possessed you to buy such a dress? You know we don't have the money. She says, I was in the shop. It was like the devil was saying, Try it on, try it on, try it on. He says, You know the word you should have said, Get behind me, said she said, I did, and he said, you look good from behind as well, baby.
1: Endless so. repertoire of jokes he has, and he keeps us amused at home as well. And we've got four children, and they also have a great sense of humor, and I tend to be the trout in the family, because they always catch me. But anyway, so it's great, great to laugh, and the more you have a sense of humor, the more you increase your intelligence. We're way too serious. We need to have more fun. When you have more fun, you actually step into your perfectly you. And that's what we're gonna be talking a little bit about this morning, how we make choices and the science behind choices. And for those of you that don't know anything about who I am, I'm a cognitive neuroscientist. I'm not a pastor, but I preach literally 44 Sundays of every year. And we spend three, four days a week traveling around the world teaching this message of brain science in the Bible. And science should be in the church, because as I always say, God made everything. So science is a description of the everything. And science is simply a tangible way of getting to know your Savior more. So the first session yesterday, we learned a little bit about thoughts are real and thoughts occupy mental real estate. And as you're listening to me now, you are at 400 billion actions plus per second, converting my words, what you're hearing and what you're seeing into physical structures inside of your brain. So when God tells us to bring all thoughts into captivity to Christ Jesus, he designed you able to do that. So you are able to stand back, observe your own thinking focus on three to four things, up to seven things at once, and actually do something about that. So the second session last night, we got into this a little deeper, and now this morning we're going to start talking about choice and this concept of the perfectly you. So on the stage you'll see, I always set it up like this for those of you that are new here today, um, with the, hearing me for the first time, the green trees represent, the big one represents God, and the little one represents you and I made in God's image, because Genesis 1.26 says that we are made in His image. So God's brilliant, God's amazing, which means that you brilliant and you amazing, he didn't make any mistakes, he made perfectly you. So he made this amazing person and we were having a good laugh in the car last night because um, Rob said to us he's type A and we said no you're not type A, you're a unique standalone and you answered he's type me. And I thought that that was perfect, every single one of you is type you. Because there is no one like you. God designed you unique. Unique means standalone, set apart. The law of the brain is diversity, which means that even though we have the same brain structures and the same neurophysiology, how we actually use that to process and build these thoughts in our brain is completely different for every single one of us. So every single one of you is a standalone designer babe with a unique perspective on life, and there's something that you can do that no one else on this planet can do. So if you're not doing it, you're actually a piece of the puzzle that's missing and all of us are suffering because we all have something from God. Ecclesiastes 3.11 talks about the fact that he has made us all beautiful beautiful in his time and that he has planted eternity in us and a divine sense of purpose. So if God is this huge big God, he has planted eternity in us. We have this big God inside of us, a piece of this big God inside of us that is unique and standalone. So never think that you like someone else. Don't even that you are, that you are like someone else. You're completely different to everyone else. And this is such great news because, and I know you kind of know this, but I don't know if you know the next statement. I'm a about to say, if you try to be someone else, you would make a lousy someone else, you make a perfect you, and when you are trying to be someone else, you are actually causing brain damage. That is a scientific fact. The more you desire to be like that person that you see as the ideal person, the more you are actually working against the natural design of your brain, and the more neurodegeneration you are creating okay so when we do that when we try and be like someone else we start stepping into envy and jealousy so we step out of our perfectly you which is this side of the stage which is the love zone we step into this side of the stage which is the fear zone and the fear zone is the opposite spiritual force and as we know the scriptures say perfect love casts out fear okay so this toxic tree over here represents toxic thinking stronghold of the enemy sin whatever you want to call it it's real when you make a wrong choice the is what you land up building in your brain when you make the right choice this is what you land up building in your brain this is your normal this is your natural and in fact a Nobel prize winning scientist back in the 2000 back in the early 2000s he was studying fear circuits in the brain his whole he did a lot of stuff and he won a Nobel prize for his work on memory but he was studying fear circuits and one of his uh, one of his points that he made that really stood out in my mind was he made the following statement He said that we as humans are wired for love, but we learn to fear. Now, that's very significant because he started out thinking, hey, there are fear circuits in the brain. And a lot of the early textbooks in neuroscience speak about and spoke about the fact that we have fear circuits in our brain as though they're a natural part of our development. And what they have found is that that's not actually the case. We are are designed for love circuits. In other words, we are only designed for everything that is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, all the stuff on this side, there is no circuit no structure, no anything in the human brain that is designed to handle anything in this zone. So we actually have to learn to get into that zone. So our normal natural is this zone. So the next time that you sin, the next time that you do something wrong, don't say, oh well, I'm not being perfect, you know. You're not perfect, you know. Don't say that, it's an insult to God. I mentioned this on Friday night. What you say is that, oops, sorry, I stepped out of my perfectly you, I chose wrong and I stepped into my perfectly you. Give yourself some slap therapy and get back into the perfectly you. This is your normal, this is your abnormal. It's a different perspective, a different shift, and you need to meditate on what I'm saying because the more you immerse yourself in your perfectly you, the better you're going to function. So we'll learn more about that as we're talking in these last two sessions. Right now, I want to quickly pick up on a concept that we ended off with and spoke about last night, a quick summary because it's relevant to this session as well. So we were talking about my theory, so don't pass out. I so always say to people, don't pass out when you see what's about to come on the screen. Because it's not difficult to understand if you listen to how I'm, telling it, how I'm explaining it to you. Just look at the colours. Okay, so this is a scientific theory that I developed many years ago. It's used around the world to explain and understand mind in action. So your mind is how you think. It's how you feel and it's how you choose. Your mind is your thinking, your feeling, and your choosing. It is your soul realm. You have a spirit and you have a body. Three parts. It is through your mind that you develop your spirit, through your mind that you develop your body. So the, and your brain is part of your body. So your mind has this exclusive role of having one foot in the door of the spirit of man, and one foot in the door of the physical of man. So through your love power and your sound mind, you are either developing your perfectly you, or you are developing your imperfectly you, through the choices that you make. So you choose to follow Christ or you don't choose to follow Christ? You choose to listen to the Holy Spirit or you choose not to listen to the Holy Spirit? You choose to listen to the enemy or you choose to listen to God? You choose to listen to God or Google and gossip? You get my point okay so the point here is that the green is the, the green and the purple represent your mind your mind is broken up into the non-conscious which is the biggest part of you it's huge it has a spiritual quantum nature it is not bound by past a present past and future there's no time dimension in your non-conscious mind there's no time dimension in the spiritual world god is over and above time time is exclusive to the physical to what we see, what we call the physical world, what we can see, feel and touch and intuitively understand. And it's considered the realm of classical physics. So what we can the physical the physical side of us is this more time-oriented thing. The non-physical part of us, which is this quantum part of us, which is the spiritual part of us, which the green part represents, the non-conscious part of the mind, with all these, these operating principles, represents something much, much bigger. And if we're going to do life like God calls us to do life, we are going to have to develop a more quantum and eternal perspective of who we are in Christ. If you think this is who you are, it's not who you are. This is only a part of who you are. You're in a physical body with a physical brain, which controls your physical body in a physical world for a purpose and for a time. And basically your body is how we're allowed to live in, how we physically cope in this world. And there's all kinds of other reasons, but essentially that is not the total of who you are. Your mind, i your brain, your physical brain and body are subservient to your mind, which is your soul. And your soul is subservient to the spirit of man. And the three work together in an integrated way. And if they aren't integrated, we're going to have a descent into chaos on this side. So we have to be plugged into the Holy Spirit. So as I mentioned often and very many times when I'm teaching this, is your spirit is unregenerated when you're not born again. So when you're born again, you plug into the Holy Spirit. You, your spirit is regenerated. Now you have the real thing happening holy spirit to spirit to soul to body but you can be born again plugged in have this access to the holy spirit god is a gentleman god is incredibly generous he's done everything jesus died on the cross rose again on the third day we have the bible we have all the promises we have everything god has everything in abundance over and above what we can expect in this zone for us we have to choose to get into this zone god knocks on the door you open you step in so this is the, what we're supposed to do, but the world tells us you're a victim, you've got these bad genes, you've got this damage in your brain, you've got this terrible lifestyle, it's not your fault, and they teach us how to be a victim. So you're gonna to have to decide if you're going to use God as your standard, standard or the world as your standard. Now God created everything about the world, but man has a great way of listening to the enemy and distorting the truth about God's world. So science needs to be interpreted correctly, and we can only interpret it correctly through the lens of Scripture. And that's what I do as a scientist. I still am. I've been a scientist for 30 years, specifically in the field of neuroscience, trying to understand these truths and bring them down to, into the church so that we can equip the body of Christ with the right mindset so that we can go out there and the world will say, I'll have what he's having. Yeah. I'll have what she's having. But if you are useless living in this zone, and when I say useless, if you are not operating in the me that you're supposed to be and you're operating in this zone, no one even wants to know you. Just FYI, okay? When you whiny, moany, me, myself and I, blaming everyone else, you the victim, everyone else is out there is wrong, and. People hate that. It generates an attitude of negativity. People are watching how you are handling your life. Are you rejoicing despite the circumstance? And also, James 1, 13 through 15 from the NIV explains it so so beautifully. Basically, let me talk, to give you the, the scientific version. If you choose to stay in this zone, you choose to grow this zone, basically you're giving birth. These things, you basically build these toxic thoughts. The more they grow, whatever you think about the most will grow, and basically you will die from that. That's what science shows. The more of this you have in your brain, the more you grow this, the more you put yourself into the vulnerability zone for illness. Research shows that 75 to 98 percent of current mental, physical, emotional illnesses today come from our thought life. The dementias, the cancers, the cardiovascular, the whole lot of them are tracking back through genetic mutations that come from incorrect signals. Okay, so only two to 25% of disease today, and they reckon it's closer to two than 25% comes from things like exposure to chemicals, um, food, etc., etc. Now, food is a very important part because your temple has to function. So if you don't eat correctly, your temple won't function properly. So we have to look after our body and after the world. But what we have to do is get our mind right in order to eat right, get your mind right in order to develop your spiritual life. You get my point? Okay, so coming back to this, this is your non-conscious mind, it drives your conscious mind, and the blue part over there is basically the contact between the external world. You are listening to me speak, you are seeing things, so I am stimulating your five senses. So the blue part represents your five senses receiving the signals from the world. They land up in the purple part, which is your conscious mind, which is much, much slower than your non-conscious mind and only operates when you're awake and as you are listening to me now the information is coming in it activates four to seven signals from the non-conscious mind and those signals are thoughts or memories that you have implanted over time okay so we implant as we are learning as you are going through life for right from conception we are basically planting all implanting all the signals or all the experiences of life into our non-conscious mind as memories So our thoughts are our memories, and as you do life, those pop up from the non-conscious to the conscious mind, and you view the current situation through the lens of the past. So let's have a look at a simple version of this. We're going to look at a fountain, a body of water. So the body of water represents the non-conscious mind, where all your trillions and trillions of memories that you have been building since conception are stored. And as you are thinking, and as the, the events and circumstances of life pass into your conscious mind and you become aware of it your conscious mind only operates when you're awake okay your non-conscious mind operates 24 hours a day so the body of water where all your stuff is stored your memories etc that is operating 24 hours a day what you see popping up are things from the non-conscious mind this is just an analogy popping from the non-conscious to the conscious mind and influencing how you do life currently so guys we view the current circumstances our decision making is based upon what we have implanted into an unconscious mind. Now, just to remind you, I'm gonna read you James 1, 13 through 15. I'm gonna read you that scripture. Before I do, I just want to say to you, remember God only made good stuff. God does not tempt us. Don't blame God for anything. Stop blaming God. Okay, we sin voluntarily. God does not make you sin, nor does the devil. He just tempts you. Okay, He tempts you, you tempt yourself, God does not do any of that. So James 1, 13 through 15 says, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil. Evil is a distortion as we know, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person, and when we say tempted, I know God's not out there tempting you, but he doesn't put bad stuff in your life to tempt you, to teach you stuff. It's not, that's it's, it's a religious kind of Christian easy kind of thing that makes God seem horrible. He is not. God is amazing. God loves you. He wants the best for you. He's done everything for you. So stop confusing God and the enemy. And I know that you may think I'm crazy without what I'm saying, but just stand back and look at your life. Look at how you approach things. Look at your mindsets to, and how you deal with certain things and how you think God is teaching you stuff through bad stuff. He doesn't. God is, t- is teaching, God is there to say He'll turn the circumstances around should you step into the zone. But He doesn't tempt you with those things. When we go through life, which is we know life, we're living in a fallen world. When we, the way we are responding to life, the way we re- react and choose to react to life, that is what God will turn around. So if you choose to step into His arms, that is when He'll turn those things around. Okay, so He doesn't tempt everyone, but each person is tempted by when they are dragged away by their own evil desire we get dragged away by our own evil desire that's on this side we see something we hear something we listen to the lie of the enemy we get dragged away by the envy the bitterness the unforgiveness the jealousy the want this the want that etc etc we get dragged away the more you immerse yourself in here the more you are immersing yourself in this evil stuff and then we get enticed. And then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. There we go physical sin. Every thought that you think becomes a physical reality inside of your brain. And as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So when you give birth, it's not a nothing, it becomes a physical substance inside of your brain. No thought is harmless. If you are tempted by evil desires, the scriptures say you are building a consequence into your brain. Then after desire has conceived and started growing, it then gives birth to sin and sin when it is full grown gives birth to death okay that's scripture science is the same thing those things kill you God says those things kill you I lay before you life and death life and death blessing and cursing choose life so that you and your descendants may live so you impact your self, spirit, soul, and body, the current generation, and the next generations. Okay, so based on that, let's talk, look, let's look at a slide of inside the brain, an actual slide of neurons firing inside the brain and show you that this whole thing of renewing your mind, getting your mind right, getting your thoughts into captivity, detoxing your thought life. Let me show you what actually happens in your brain. So now look closely at this, we've got, just so that you know what you're looking at, it's firing inside the brain, the white clusters are groups of networks of your thoughts, so you're looking at your thoughts, the firing is because you're alive, you wouldn't see this if you did. dead, and if you look, we're going to replay this a few times, the first time I just want you to orientate yourself to it, we're going to play it again. Now look where the red writing is down here, and look up at this one over there, at that little bubble over there, watch how that little bubble is growing, 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 and watch how it Did you all see that? Okay, I'm going to replay it again, look for that little thing while I explain it again. So what this is showing is that as you choose to acknowledge a sin, as the Holy Spirit prompts you and leads you unto all truth in you, and he points out something in your life, when it moves from the non-conscious to the conscious mind and you become aware of it, it becomes malleable, you can change it. Over a period of 21 days, as you work on this, these branches literally pop off. So what you are seeing over there is the physical evidence in the brain of what What happens when you renew your mind? You see, when you renew your mind, you physically change the structure of your brain. You physically eliminate these things from your brain. So now, when you confess your sin, he is righteous and just to forgive us and cleanse us immediately, but what we have to do is work on this remnant which I started talking about last night. You have to get rid of this thing. So when it's in the non-conscious, you can't do anything with it because it's it's not changeable in the non-conscious. You have to be consciously aware of this thing As soon as you're conscious, it becomes weakened. Research shows that the bonds on the connections change when they are in the conscious mind. And as you stand in God's arms, so there you, the little one, green, connected to God, connected to the vine. Without being connected to the vine, you just can't do life okay and you're looking at this thing and together you and the holy spirit are generating these thoughts these quantum signals changes the chemical structure of your brain weakens the whole energy connections in this the brain and these branches pop off pop off pop off pop off now how long does it take seven minutes a day for 21 days you can all find seven minutes a day do you agree say yes I can find seven minutes a day okay you've just committed in church so now you're going to do it okay renewing of your mind is a seven minute a day thing research shows that if you commit for seven minutes a day after a period of 21 days you would have eliminated a whole network At the same time as eliminating the bad thing, you are building a replacement healthy thought. Now I'm gonna go into this in more depth over the next session as well. So now to lay up this whole thing, that's the foundation. Now we're gonna talk about choice. In the fourth session, I'm gonna go into a bit more detail about this 21 days thing. But let's have a look at an image of you in superposition. Okay, so there's Kelly Slater. Okay, and he had his GoPro with him, and this is an actual slide. But now, before we talk about what's in the red circle and the GoPro, etc., etc., let's talk about Kelly Slater for a moment. He's surfing on a surfboard. Surfing is a science, like anything else. If he tips in a certain way, moves his body in a certain way, he's going to tip either this way, and he's going to ride that wave. He's going to go down the clear side, or he's going to land up in the other side, and he's going to fall into the wave or whatever, uh, whatever's whatever's inside the wave or whatever. He's going to get dumped by the wave, whichever. So he. Can move either way. So, in that moment in time, he will go into superposition. Anyone who, any, who knows anything about surfing, you know that you're on that surfboard, you're waiting for that wave, you're in superposition. In quantum physics, superposition is a quantum physics term. In quantum physics, just before something happens, those subatomic particles will be in a 1 and a 0 at the same time, which means that both options, the good and the bad, Both options exist for a moment in time until they are collapsed in a choice. So this is phenomenal, because what this says is that God shows us that as you are doing life, as you open your eyes in the morning and life is starting to hit you in the face, you are making decisions all day long. You are designed to be addicted to God, which means you are designed to be constantly meditating and communicating with God, which means that you don't walk around like a, you know, like praying all the time, you walk around talking to God all the time. So that's what praying is. It's not just this, this, this sort of in your prayer closet thing, it is a lifestyle style of dialogue. So what you do in superposition is because I've just already told you that at any one moment in time, you can deal with more than one thing. So I already showed you from my theory and from that fountain that as you are hearing something, it's coming in through your five senses, into your brain, passing through the hundred structures of your brain, your mind in action starts and that activates stuff to move from the non-conscious to the conscious, those things that were popping in the fountain that you saw earlier on. So at any one moment in time, you consciously in your cognitive melting pot have information coming in and information popping up. You are in superposition. Superposition is phenomenal because God has designed you with this ability in superposition to make a choice based on good information. You see, making a decision should always have information behind it. So that's how we are designed. We never make a decision, we never make a choice or a decision without first being informed. we inform informed by the incoming, we inform informed by what's inside your head already. Now we are also designed to, we are designed to handle four to seven things at once in superposition. So you are in superposition multiple times a day, around about 30 to 60,000, even maybe 100,000 times in any one day, you go into superposition and what superposition allows you to do is to look at the incoming be aware of what's coming up from the non-conscious mind and also add another factor and that is talk to the holy spirit okay so in superposition you are able the research has shown your brain is designed to listen to be aware of and to communicate with god Okay, when you do that, your brain fires up with gamma activity, which shows that you are getting super intelligent. Your brain fires, and when you are talking to the spirit of God, when you are when you are talking to, when you are communicating with God, your brain fires up differently to whether you're just meditating on a pen or a flower or something like Buddhist monks would do, where they focus on a meditate on a visual, where they intentionally direct their attention onto a visual. Their brain will fire up, but when very well, but when because it's intentional thought but when you intentionally communicate with the spirit of God and you meditate on scriptures your brain goes into the highest possible intellectual state that it can now that was research done by people that don't believe in God So you see, God always always says, hey, you wanna play God? Well, let me just show you who is God. So the research always favors Him all the time. So when you intentionally, in superposition, choose to listen to the Spirit of God, amazing things happen. So when we do that, we build healthy thoughts. So going down this side of the wave, you are gonna build a healthy thought. This is what a healthy thought looks like. You'll see the contrast in a moment. So going down is obviously going down the clear side of the wave in superposition. So what we do, if we can just go back to the that's what it looks like healthy in the brain let's go back to the wave so in, in let's go back to grout. Right, okay in superposition we are the observer outside the system we as the observer outside the system we collapse a probability into an actuality okay so in the one and zero position in the superposition in the discussion with incoming thoughts coming up and the Holy Spirit that's all the superposition as you're about to choose okay you are the observer outside the system. You are observing the incoming, you're observing your internal thoughts, and you are discussing or not discussing with the Holy Spirit, you're listening or not listening. You're in a unique superposition to collapse a probability, which has not yet happened in your life, into an actuality which happens in your life. As you choose, DNA expresses, you build a thought, and then you build a thought, either good or bad, and then you act from that thought. So the thought is physically built and becomes the root of your words and your actions, but you, observer outside the system that is the definition of quantum physics the observer outside the system collapses a probability into an actuality this is the love power and sound mind that we have in superposition and the holy spirit is saying Listen to me. I will help you. I will guide you. God has given us everything. So we have to step into our perfectly you by choice in superposition and activate. When we do that, our brain responds differently. Okay? It responds differently. It activates differently. So as you choose, you step into this side. Let's talk about the positive first. Here are all the positive probabilities. Here are all now, a probability is a term in science and mathematics that has not yet happened. Okay? So there's a slight difference in God's probabilities because he has actually done everything for us. So everything that you ever need has already been done for you. It's all in this zone. Everything that you need for the rest of your life is already done. God is not bound by the fact that you still have tomorrow coming in your life. It's already done. What you need for tomorrow is here. He says, I know the plans I have for you to give you a hope and a future. You need to get a revelation of what I'm saying. Don't just hear what I'm saying. Plant this deep because if you understand God has already done it, what do you have to do? What The probability is already done. You have to collapse your choice. So you have to get into the zone. When we talk about collapsing your probability into your perfectly you, it is you aligning yourself with what God has for you to solve your life and to do life. So you have to step into the wisdom of God. This is a choice that you make. Okay, it's all here. Over this side. Or all the lies of the enemy. Now the enemy has no power, he's a defeated foe. Please go read your Bible. When Jesus rose from the dead, he said, all power has been given unto me. The guy is the itty, it whatever, the enemy, the devil. He's defeated, he has no power. The Bible does not say the devil has a love power and sound mind. The Bible says that you and I, we have a love power and sound mind. He can't build networks in your brain, only you can okay he can't do that all he can do is lie he's an illusionist and you have to take that listen to it in superposition and as you're listening with your mind if you choose to believe the lie of the enemy you collapse the probability let's see now what was in Kelly Slater's GoPro that's on this side there was actually a shock in that, in that particular picture. So thank goodness he didn't tip that way. But you see, we can do that. The observer outside the system of life, you can say, I don't believe that my, God is, you get a diagnosis from the doctor, you hear, you get that phone call, you have that financial crisis, you hear that whatever, you have that fight, You whatever. You in superposition, you collapse the probability. You and I We choose if we want to land in the jaws of the enemy and he will rip you apart as much as you allow him to rip you apart and you'll add another probability and you take that and you turn that into genetic expression, you activate genetic expression, you build proteins and you build the stuff. What I'm trying to emphasize is that when you take something and you collapse it, you are building stuff in your brain and you will then do it. You will then speak it. We collapse the probability. We collapse the probability into an actuality. When we do that, look what it looks like inside the brain. That's what it looks like. Every time you build one of these distorted things, you build neurodegeneration inside your brain. You create brain damage and because your brain controls your body and because every thought that you are thinking is impacting every cell of your body, when you have that stuff going on in your brain, that's not a black hole. That represents what all a bunch of those wiggly, distorted looking neurons will create a whole mess in your brain. Glucometabolism goes wrong. Your electrical quantum firing goes wrong. Everything goes wrong. There's inflammation in your brain and that will manifest in distorted words, distorted actions. You will not be who you are. That is mental ill health. So every time we collapse a probability into an actuality, we are breaking down our thought life. We are breaking down our brain. So thank goodness for the blood of Jesus because when we acknowledge, when the Holy Spirit prompts us and we bring it up, when we acknowledge our sin and confess it, we can change it and that is why we have to renew our mind that is why we have to choose to listen to what the spirit of God is telling us that is why we have to choose to step into our perfectly you God bless you thank you